This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Over and Back Classic NBA Podcast. I am Jason, and with me as usual is Rich. Hello, Rich. Hello, how are you? I'm good. And uh, we are back with a new episode talking about the 23 worst games of Michael Jordan's career. Yes, we are going to <laughs> dare to infringe upon the legendary MJ. Rich, how dare Firing up the hot take machine. Get it going. <laughs> what would a hot take machine be? Is it like a flamethrower or what? I... A furnace? I don't, what would it be? I don't, I don't know. know. I would imagine it would have to have some sort of like slingshot component or, or like um, you know, like one of those cannons where like they wind back and shoot. What what are those called? Um. Oh, OK. OK. I got you. I, I don't know. I'm not a very uh, yeah. I'm not like a cannon. Times, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what those are called, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's like a flaming cannonball getting right. sent. To play. OK. All right. I, I could see that. That's what I imagine. I imagine it involves levers and, you know, twisting things and some and pulling a little bit of muscle and things i don't know that, that that's just what i guess that, that that's that's how i how i work so you know I, honestly although this does the, the premise of this does seem to besmirch michael jordan i actually think he comes off pretty well here he really does yeah in, in doing the research for this um i i I sent you a message on our Google chat. Uh, I think it was yesterday afternoon. And I said, I don't, I don't know if I can find 23 really bad games. Like, cause the games that I'm going to consider, I mean, there are a few that I'm going to say that are worst games and they're like very good games by any other standard, but you know, we, we'll pick out little things that, that happen, you know, maybe a, a big loss. He missed a shot at the end, something like that, that happened. But yeah, I mean, by and large, when you really look at his entire career, I mean, there's not a whole lot of, uh, of really terrible games. Cause I kept trying to do uh, you know, queries of, Oh, you know, over 10 turnovers. Okay. He barely did that. Okay. Well, you know, he, he, he shot, you know, under, 20%. Okay, really did. Okay. It was just like it was very hard to find a lot of things that he did that was awful. I mean, scoring under double digits, we'll get to a game here. There was, you know, a streak of three games during his Wizards tenure, and that was like his career high, like having three games in a row under double digits. So it was very hard to find really terrible games. So yeah, if, you, if you're coming into this going, all oh, these guys are just still you know, unloading on Jordan, we're not doing that. We're just kind of having some fun here. But I think when you, when it's all said and done, you're going to realize, wow, that guy had a very good career. I know that's that's the biggest hot take here yeah. uh, this entire show is Michael Jordan, good career. Yeah, so, pretty good. Not too bad. So Get that cannonball thing 
catapult catapult is not a catapult, catapult yes it? i think it is catapult. is that it okay yes, catapult. catapult there we go there catapult go. yeah yes. get the the hot take catapult Smart. ready because <laughs> uh, here we go yes thank yeah. you there, that's the the hit the, the <laughs> you listen to a podcast about history the, to be fair it's basketball history but we don't even know what a catapult. Not a lot of catapult. we're not we're not basketball. medieval history we're not war history here no, we're not hardcore history we are brought to you today by the replay with l and al Have you ever wondered how your favorite NBA players spend their time off the court? If so, The Replay with L and Al is a perfect podcast for you. They discuss everything from endorsement deals and power couples to fashion choices and social media. Listen in every week and we promise you'll be hipper than Joel Embiid's pregame dance routines. Check out The Replay on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, or check it out at The Step Back. Now let's uh, trash Michael Jordan. Yes, let's do it. So the criteria here, uh, we're looking at basketball reference game score in a lot of ways. We're going to mention game score each of those times. And for uh, you know a detailed explanation on game score, uh, definitely go to basketball reference to kind of get the idea there. But uh, basically, it's just a way to kind of give give an individual game a, a rating. And, and there's many things that go into it. But again, for the larger explanation, kind of go there uh, to figure that out. But uh, we're also trying to also kind of consider subjective things. You know, how important the game was. You know, how we, you know, if Jordan did partic- particularly awful in a certain aspect of the game, if he had a bunch of turnovers or he fouled out or you know he barely played any minutes because he, he there was something going on you know what i mean like we're, we're gonna look at stuff like that it, it, but game score is going to be kind of the root of it all but there will be games again where the game score will be kind of high but something will have happened in the game or something interesting will have occurred you, you, you know after the game or before the game that's going to make us sort of bring that game up as as one of his worst ones so we'll start off with number one these aren't in real concise order i mean there's someone in an order but yeah don't don't like don't don't get the hot take catapult on us for for this order but for the most part i try to keep it somewhat in the order that i would kind of consider but the first one uh may 7th 1995 versus the orlando magic now this game uh michael jordan had a game score of 2.6 i scored 19 points on 8 of 20 shooting and at eight turnovers and this is famous because this is game one of the 1995 eastern conference semifinals the bulls lost and it would basically set the tone for the entire series which saw the bulls of course lose in six which Wait, wait, wait a minute. Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry. This is the 1990s, and you're telling me that the Bulls lost the series? <laughs> this is your favorite your favorite fun fact ever is that the Bulls lost the series in the night. I, I love wait, it. It's so good. But yes, wait, wait, indeed. Are, are, are you sure? Um, let me let me find okay. out. Let me let me consult basketball reference. Okay. So fake typing, fake typing, okay. fake typing. Yes, it is indeed true. Wow. Huh. May 7, 1995, Game 1, Eastern Conference Semifinals. And yes, in the 95 Eastern Conference Semifinals, the Bulls lost to the Orlando Magic, and Michael Jordan was on the team. So, um, very fair. Uh, you know. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> I mean, right. I don't Again, basketball reference could be wrong. I don't know. I would, I would consult other, uh, go on Alta Vista or, uh, you know, yeah. your search engine of choice and figure out to make ask sure. Jeeves, but uh, I'll ask Jeeves. Yeah, ask Jeeves. Yeah, see what Jeeves has to say about yeah. that. See what Hotbot's got, uh, yeah. got going on right now about that. I, or, yeah. Um, dog, was Dogpile? Dogpile. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Dog, dogpile. Yeah, dog, yeah. Bing. That's a thing still, right? Bing, Bing is still a thing. Yeah. yeah Bing. Uh, Unfortunately, sad that we brought up Dogpile and Hotbot and then brought up Bing, which is still an active search engine, but but very interesting. But anyway, yes, so this is game one of the 95 Eastern Conference semifinals. Uh, In fairness, for this game, you know, as I mentioned, 19 points, 8 of 28 turnovers for uh, Michael. Uh, In fairness, Pippen was not much better. He only scored 7 points on 2 of 11 shooting, uh, but he did almost get a triple-double. He had 10 rebounds and 7 assists. Uh, This game is famous uh, for people that have, you know, maybe checked in with the uh, 30 for 30 on the Orlando Magic. This game is famous uh, because Nick Anderson stole the ball 
all for Michael Jordan. The game's final minutes. Yes, Michael Jordan not clutch in this particular game. I know, again, <laughs> that's a, a shocking one. Uh, so here's some quotes from the game, uh, kind of the report after the game. Uh, I've been personally responsible for a lot of baseball losses. Baseball losses, this is Michael Jordan talking about. But nothing like this. I was expecting a foul. They didn't foul. Nick just reached around and knocked the ball away. The rest is understood. I had the opportunity to win the game. That is Michael Jordan's quote. Um, and this was... Um, uh, from the New York Times, May 7, 1995, uh, report of the game. Uh, it was Jordan who played with a throbbing right pinky finger that he injured in the Charlotte series, was limited to 8 of 22 shooting from the field, um, or 8 of 20 shooting, rather, from the field, uh, and 19 points by Anderson. Often tonight, he was reduced to a jump shooter, falling off of one foot while his teammates scrambled for the long rebound with little success. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, the famous image of this, though, is the ball being stolen from Jordan in the final minutes. I mean, that's such a rare thing to see, you, you know, not only the Bulls losing that series, which was a great, you, you know, sort of representation of how good that Magic team was and, and, and you know, Jordan on his comeback trail, but then him be, getting the ball stolen from him in the game's final minutes and really this game setting the tone for the rest of that series. Yeah, and, you know, for everyone who's going to mention, well, Jordan just came away from baseball and he only <laughs> played for, like, 15 games and, like, it's not fair to count. Like, if he if he had led the Bulls to a championship and had won, you would have counted that. So you're gonna we're gonna go ahead and count the loss. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. Are you? No, I don't know that they would. Are you kidding? Yeah. They would have said no. This is an asterisk season. Yeah, he didn't play the whole year. Be- you know. Now let's we're not gonna count or, that. Or if he, if he had just been hurt and had played 18 games in the season and then he had come back, like they would have counted. You know, that would have counted too. So <laughs> this whole like oh he was where playing baseball, it shouldn't count. Yeah, forget about that. <laughs> not counting it. Not gonna do it. I love it. Jason, this is the most passionate I've ever seen you. I I love it. So uh, number two on our list, November 22, 2002 versus the Houston Rockets. Of course, this is uh, Jordan's Wizards. And we should note that we uh, we gave extra credence to um, Bulls Jordan other than Wizards Jordan because it wouldn't really be fair if we counted Wizards Jordan on the same level because pretty much this entire countdown would just be – you know, really terrible games with this Wizards tenure, which there were many of. And we we did have to include a bunch of them in here. But, uh, yeah, we try not to pick on too much of that that last year of Jordan. We try to look at more of, of his Bulls years. So there will be probably games in Washington that were way worse than these Bulls ones. But that's no fun to just kind of pick on those last few years. But this one in particular was too much to kind of forget. Um Again, uh, November 22nd, 2002 versus the Houston Rockets. Eight points on 4-15 shooting and the game score of negative 1.4, which is not good. You don't want to be in the negative. Uh, and this game was important because uh, Jordan's Wizards fell to 6-6 six and six on the season. Uh, it was a disappointing record considering the team had kind of reloaded in the offseason. They acquired Jerry Stackhouse. Um, and Larry Hughes. Um, it, it, what's interesting, though, and, and people kind of forget this, Jordan came off the bench in this in the first 15 games of this season. Uh, three games after this, though, he decided enough of that crap. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm starting again. Uh, and he'd start every game the rest of the way before retiring from the league uh, at the conclusion of the season. So, yes, Jordan, six man of the year contender uh, that lasted about 15 games before he decided enough of this shit. I'm coming back in there. So, um, yeah, not a not a great game for uh, Michael and the Wizards. And, and it would be uh, not a great season for them as well. They would miss the playoffs in, in both of uh, Jordan's years yeah yeah so the uh, next game december 13th 1986 against milwaukee bucks he had 11 points on three of 17 shooting for a game score of negative 0.4 uh the night prior also against the bucks he had scored 41 which is ninth straight game of 40 points and more so this obviously ended a streak of that so a quote from the chicago tribune from uh from from december 13th 1986 playing the bucks back-to-back friday here and saturday at the stadium would be jordan's supreme test to score the Bucks are now just playing perhaps the best team defense in the league. They switch off as well as any team in the NBA and pride themselves on their defensive play. So 
Uh, unfortunately, Jordan generally had a tough time against the Bucks. Of course, the, the Bucks being you know a, a stout team at that time, a Bulls rival. You know, still having um, Sidney Moncrief and you know lo- lots of great guards to uh, throw at uh, Jordan. So uh, made it tough, and uh, one of it the worst performances of his early career. Absolutely. Well, uh, another one of his uh, early career, uh, March 22nd, 1986, against the Cavaliers. Uh, Jordan had eight points on four of 13 shooting, five assists and five rebounds for a game score of negative 0.3. But everything kind of looked up after this for Jordan, because starting the next day, he would go on a streak of 866 games in which he scored double figures. Uh, In uh, December of 1998, uh, he broke Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record of 787 in a row. So uh, he took this and it was kind of Bolton board material. And he said, you know what, for the next day, near Nearly 900 games. I'm going to score at least double figures, and he did. Yeah, so pretty good. Uh, regular season, of course. Yes. But yeah, not bad. So again, another uh, um, interesting uh, fact there. But yeah, yeah just kind of funny that uh, how it kind of leads to you know that just an insane streak, and that that's a really tough streak for anybody to break. I mean that that you really have to be you know got to be healthy. You can't get hurt during the middle you know beginning of a game, and you just can't get in foul trouble, and and just things have to kind of come together. Um, and we'll talk about a little bit uh, the game that actually broke uh, this streak for for Michael. Yes. Um, so this actually we should. It's worth mentioning that this is not long after he has come back from the uh, f- the, the foot injury that uh, right 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 that you know he had missed most of the season for like there had been a whole lot of hemming and hawing about when he was going to come back and then when he came back he was on a minutes limit and there was a bunch of and they were they were in a playoff race actually against the uh, Cavs uh, during the season both teams had terrible terrible records but. Um, so Jordan was there. There was a whole lot. There was some really bad blood between Jordan and Jerry Krause and, and Jerry Reinsdorf in, during this time about the handling of all that. And eventually, they kind of got on the same page, and the Bulls would make the playoffs. But there was definitely a lot of turmoil. Um, the great podcast uh, in all airness that covers um, uh, Jordan's career, among other things, really got into this uh, well in a recent episode, which I recommend everyone who listens to this should check out as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the good thing is that Jordan and Jerry Krause always saw it uh, the rest of their careers um, yes. and just, you, you know, leads to today where Michael Jordan, you know, in the front office position of the Bulls and Jerry Krause. You know, okay. uh, <laughs> October 30th, 2002 versus the Toronto Raptors is again Wizards, Michael. Uh, eight points, four 14 shooting, three re- rebounds and a game score of four. So not terrible, but uh, this was the third game in a row dating back to the year prior in which Jordan would not score 10 plus points, breaking his previous career high of two. So uh, not many times that Jordan didn't find himself in double digit points but uh very interesting though uh in this october 30th 2002 you're probably going oh this is probably the start of the nba season and yes what a way to start the nba season for the wizards and the raptors the final score of the game was 74 to 68 here's an espn uh recap of the game michael jordan played so poorly he got laughed at morris peterson scored 20 points and jordan went scoreless in the second half and even missed the dunk as the toronto raptors opened the season with a 74 68 victory over the washington wizards on uh, wednesday night jordan coming off the bench scored just eight points in 24 minutes after missing two free throws with four minutes and six uh, seconds left he missed a breakaway dunk as the ball clanged off the back rim the crowd laughed at jordan who turns 40 in february ouch that's that's <laughs> like, not great and that's like and that's like a news like it wasn't like a, some guy's column about you know the game or whatever it was like the news filing was all about that uh, about you know everybody laughing at him and him missing dunks but sure. uh yeah it's like willie mays you know falling in the outfield territory right there so yeah oh man so the yeah. uh next one may 18th 1995 against the magic same playoff series that we talked about before uh, he had 24 points on eight of 19 shooting, nine rebounds, seven assists. So, um, and a game score of 90.9. So, actually, a very good game score and and pretty good box score standings. But uh, the interesting thing here is that, um, as, as you mentioned before, and it's worth repeating, a Michael Jordan led <laughs> Bulls team lost a playoff series in the 90s. So. 
Um, the uh, According to New York Times account, the match did it by holding the Bulls scoreless for the last three minutes and 24 seconds, overcoming an eight-point deficit and slamming the door in Jordan's comeback from retirement. Um, Nick Anderson forced Jordan to shooting an air ball with the Bulls down by one with 104 remaining. Anderson, who grew up in Chicago, also hit the game-winning shot, an 18-footer from the right baseline with 42.8 seconds left to give the Magic a 103-102 lead. So, that Nick Anderson guy, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the poise. He's got the poise that you just can't get from anywhere else. <laughs> One of the all-time clutch players, <laughs> uh, Nick Anderson, Man, if you just course. judge it by the series, you'd think Nick Anderson was the greatest player ever. <laughs> he really steals from Jordan. Yeah. He's shooting over him. He's defending him. I mean, he's I, forcing Jordan into air balls. I mean, this Nick Anderson guy, I tell you. I, I wonder if the 23 best Nick Anderson games would be better than the 23 worst uh, Michael Jordan. <laughs> well, that's our next episode. Yeah, let's do that. We'll, episode, we'll, we'll do that one in the future. Uh, this was uh, also interesting for this game. Uh, there was a, a a shoe situation for Michael Jordan. Um, after debuting the Air Jordan 11 Concords in Game 1 of the 95 Eastern Conference Semifinals, he switched to the Nike Air Flight 1 in Game 3 to avoid a fine for not matching his teammates' black sneakers. These shoes happen to be the signature seeker, uh, sneaker of series opponent and rising star Penny Hardaway, which is a uh, just the every, the confluence of things happening in this series to just depress Michael Jordan is, is pretty awesome. I mean, it's for people that you know we, we kind of take some pride in, in kind of pointing and, and laughing at Jordan sometimes. This is like the all time series right here. I mean, he's got to wear Penny's shoes. He gets the ball stolen. He loses. Like it's everything. And then he went back and you know the next year I think had a, a pretty solid season. He did so. all right, I guess maybe. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's let's kind of get. Into I, they're not even the all time. They're not even the all time best regular season team anymore. So I don't know why we hold them in so high regard. Seventy two wins. Yeah. Cool. The Warriors won 73 last year. That was just last year. So, I, yeah. you know, I don't know why we give them so much and why I have a T-shirt in my house. It's a 72 and 10. Like, I don't get the big deal. So, whatever. 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 Uh, December 27, 2001, <laughs> against the Pacers. Six points on, on two of ten shooting, four rebounds, four assists, a game score of negative .02. Um, quote from the Tribune, Michael Jordan has never played this poorly in his NBA career um, and said that he – Played only 25 minutes and failed to make a field goal in the second half. The the Wizards lost by almost 30 in that game. Um, and this was the breaking of the streak of um, consecutive games with double digits, uh, ending the 866 in a row. So a good, uh, good Christmas present for all the Michael Jordan haters out there. Absolutely. Uh, April 2nd, 2002 versus the Lakers. Two points, two points, one of five shooting, three rebounds, three assists, a game score of 1.5 for Jordan. Uh, The AP box of this says the box score will show that Michael Jordan scored a career low two points in a career low 12 minutes. And that's not the worst of it. Jordan also had a career low zero impact in the game in which he played. I I don't know the measure of that, but okay, (laughs) AP box. Uh, That's fine. Uh, He was an inconsequential reserve on the losing side of a route as the Los Angeles Lakers overwhelmed his Washington Wizards. 113 to 93 Tuesday night. So here's a quote from Jordan in that uh, AP uh, article. In terms of my minutes or my points, I'm not worried about that. I'm not chasing anything. I'm not chasing any stats. Yes, it's a career low in minutes. It didn't make a difference. So uh, this has nothing to do with anything, but I found it in the AP box and I had to say it because it was a game note there. Uh, Juan Dixon and Lonnie Baxter, who led Maryland to the NCAA championship in Atlanta the previous night, attended the game and received a huge standing ovation in the first quarter. Shaquille O'Neal was not impressed, however. Asked if Dixon had the talent to play in the NBA, O'Neal had no idea who Dixon was and said, I don't watch basketball. I'm not a fan of basketball. There you go. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't not put that in. Right. I mean, what other situation do we have ever to put that in? Um, and yeah, so that's pretty incredible. And uh, Shaq was kind of right because Juan Dixon did not have the uh, chops uh, to play long in the NBA. But Lonnie Baxter, though, had a uh, fantastic uh, 
multiple decade career. Absolutely, so. absolutely. That's still going on today, I, I believe. I believe so. so. It, it was, you know, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, May 11, 1989, against the New York Knicks, 15 points on 7 of 17, shooting 8 rebounds, game score of 8.4. So a good performance on the surface. However, um, this was a um, – the, the Bulls lost this, this game two of the 1989 Eastern Conference semifinals. Uh, they were able to actually win the series before buying out to the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals, and this was six days after the shot over Cavs guard Greg Gila. So, so what was your reasoning behind uh, picking this game, Rich? I just thought just losing in a in a playoff series, um, you know, not necessarily you know shooting. I mean, fifteen points isn't bad, but uh, seven to seventeen, you know, not yeah, great. Not, not Basically, I just I, I just thought it was interesting that you know again it was a loss. Um, they were able to kind of recover in that series, but then I, I just thought the juxtaposition of coming you know a few days after uh, one of his you know most cherished moments, the shot uh, over Craig Elo, I thought was just interesting enough to put in there. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean it's. Um uh, Again, it's not bad. We're no. kind of getting to this point now. We're at like nine, and it's gonna be. It's gonna be. <laughs> a lot of these are not gonna be like he's good. Michael Jordan sure. is good, so he didn't have a whole lot of really terrible games. Hey. That the first eight were like bona fide terrible games. There's not gonna be a whole lot of these like truly awful games coming up. So it's it's a fair point. Uh, January thirtieth, nineteen ninety eight versus the Golden State Warriors. Fourteen points, two of seventeen shooting, and eight rebounds for Jordan. This is a game score of nine point nine, and this was the second lowest single game field goal percentage of Jordan's career, and the worst of his Bulls career. Uh, he did shoot ten of. 11 from the free throw line, though, which probably contributed to his game score being pretty high and still uh, getting 14 points, even though he shot two of 17. So uh, the stout 1998 Warriors defense uh, wreaking havoc on Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Antoine Jameson had a lot to do with it. I mean, that might have been before he was in the league. That might have been the year before he joined. Yeah, who was on the 1998 Golden State Warriors? I don't know if I even... what. That's like a uh, weird transition period of that team. So uh, next, for April 11, 1998 against the uh, Magic... Um, so, so on the surface, 37 points, uh, 15 and 25, <laughs> four rebounds, two assists, four steals, game score of 29.3, which is good. So, but Jordan had his uh, worst ever game from the free throw line with the careerist four of 10 uh, from the stripe. So, um, interesting little footnote uh, there. Uh, do you recall seeing any reason for the, uh, the, the, that they gave? Was that even pointed out in any of the accounts? Not really, or, no. Uh, I, I was trying to find stories. I was trying to find something on it, and it was just like, I don't know, he just had a bad game at the free yeah. throw line. I, like, nobody really, and like, again, like, you know, 410 isn't really like horribly, you know, awful or whatever, but yeah, he just had, I don't know, just a bad game. Right. Maybe a rough night, or I don't know, but then he scored fine from the field, so I, I don't know. <laughs> Basketball, maybe, man. Maybe it's, just it's a, a too late of a night playing poker and, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> at Universal at Studios. Studio. Yeah, there you go. January 29, 2003 versus the Nets, uh, eight points, four of 16 shooting, five rebounds, five assists, a game score of negative 0.4. Here's kind of the AP uh, recap of the game. Washington came back with a 10-2 run to close to to 78-73, but Larry Hughes took a bad shot. And Michael Jordan traveled on the Wizards' next two possessions, two travels in a row on possessions. Uh, And this is a quote from Nets coach Byron Scott. Uh, It's unusual to see number 23 make mistakes at the end of the game, but he's human just like everybody else. There you go. Byron Scott, words of wisdom. <laughs> Maybe he should have thought of that, about that when he let Kobe reign uh, free for uh, an entire season. But, you know, I guess he scored 60 in the end. So anyway, uh, January 19th, 2002 against the Bulls, uh, 16 points on 7 of 21 shooting, 12 rebounds, four assists, but a career high nine turnovers for a game score of only 1.7. Uh, which is actually ultimately won the game. Of course, the Bulls were terrible at this point. And uh, Jordan's quote, I have too many memories. It's important for me not to come back and try to live up to that situation because that's tough. I may have a good game maybe the next time I come here, but to try to compare the two errors, the two situations, it's very, very tough. 
And again, uh, the final score of this game, 77 to 69. So yes. I, I don't know if people realize how awful Easter Conference basketball was, uh, particularly in 2002 to 2003. It was hideous. It was, awful, awful game. It was like, not great. Nothing is fun yeah. about a 77 69 game. The, 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 jerseys, <laughs> the, the, the jerseys were much bigger than the uh, game scores generally would be. <laughs> they were. That's one of the things. Like, because uh, Hardwood Classics all throughout the summer they'll play, and I'm, I'm going back and watching like early 2000s games, and I, I'm just stunned that these guys are playing in like trash bags. It's like I forget that. Like, and I remember like I used to love baggy shirts. Like, I, what were we thinking in the early? T- why were we wearing baggy uh, stuff? I, 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 were you or I, was it just me and the NBAers? I, were, I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and blame NSYNC for it. I don't know why, but that's okay. That, I think that seems fair yeah. enough. Yeah, were you wearing like your throwback because throwback like gigantic like triple XL long throwback jerseys were all the rage. Um, uh, I I did have a couple of jerseys, um, but I I don't think I had any throwbacks, and I I didn't wear them giant and backwards. I I was I'm the I'm the least <laughs> hit person that exists in the world, so. Um, oh, I, that's not. Yeah. You, you had the. Did you have the uh, the uh, like the bandaid on your eye as well, like Nelly style? <laughs> well, did you? Yes, of course I had the bandaid on my eye. Of course you went. To, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, duh. It was more for Lisa Left Eye Lopez, but yeah, you know. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're yeah. always in, always in, always in mourning. So, sure. uh, yeah. <laughs> December fifteenth, nineteen eighty four, versus the Sixers. Fourteen points, seven of sixteen shooting. Uh, game score of seven point two. Uh, this game has no real purpose except for that I found this little fun antidote that from Pat Williams' Tales of the uh, 82, 76ers, the book. Uh, Harold Katz, the former owner of the 76ers, offered Julius Irving to Chicago in exchange for the number three pick in the draft. Of course, this is 1984, so this is Jordan's debut season. Um, and this is a quote from uh, Harold Katz. I thought I had a deal with Jonathan Culver, of uh, the then owner of the Chicago Bulls. This, of course, was fresh off the uh, 76ers championship, so the Sixers wouldn't get the deal done, obviously, so they settled uh, with their fifth overall pick in that draft, some guy named Charles Barkley. So, yeah. uh, okay. super interesting. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but yeah, that would have been a uh, very odd trade to you know win a championship and then trade Julius Irving and get that number three overall pick. But uh, very interesting, though. That certainly would have been brazen. Yeah, the um, uh, of of course this was that was after '84 season when they disappointed. They lost in the first round, so it wouldn't have right. quite have been as weird, you know, since if it had actually come off the championship season, but still would have been odd. There also was a deal um, that I've read about. Uh, with Seattle, with uh, trading um, the, the Bulls getting uh, Jack Sigma for uh, Jordan. But the uh, the Bulls uh, nixed that one because they weren't getting a center back. So, uh, <laughs> which is, uh, of course, you know, <laughs> hilarious. Jeez, yeah, that's 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 this. And it, which is uh, funny because you bring that up because everybody's always, oh, how do you take Sam Bowie with the number two overall pick? Centers were important. Yeah. And that's why, that's why <laughs> the Blazers chose that Sam Bowie. Yes, yes, yes. Um, In retrospect, it seems silly, but right. at the time, it very justified. I, I, so. It's either from this game or from the season, but there's a good highlight of um, Irving uh, blocking uh, Jordan and making him look silly, which I enjoy to watch every once in a while. So, and then said some like whiz- dad wisdom, I'm sure afterwards. Well, yeah. this is prime dad Julius Irving oh, yeah. too, he's, so I'm sure he he's like very dad. Yeah. He sat him down afterwards yes. and said, "Yeah, this is how we play the game, kid." Yes, All right. exactly. All right, March 4th, 2003 versus the Toronto Raptors. Four points, two of five shooting, three rebounds, two assists for a game score of 0.6. Uh, it was kind of interesting. Michael really did not like facing the Raptors in his career. Not only did the Raptors beat the Bulls during their 72-10 and 10 season, uh, but Jordan did not perform well against them. Jordan's overall career average against all teams, you know, 30.1 points per game, 49.7 uh, field goal percentage from the field. Uh, his averages against the Raptors, though, 21.5 points per game and 43.9 uh, for field goal. So he was definitely way worse against them. You know, of 
of course you of, he played more games against the Raptors in you know the last part of his career, you know, those last Wizards years. But even when he was with the Bulls, I mean, he had a few really big games against them. But he had a few really bad games against them too. So uh, I don't know what it was about the Raptors, and it didn't matter home or away. He just I don't know. Maybe he didn't like the purple jerseys. Maybe he was scared of dinosaurs. Um, I don't know. Maybe Jurassic Park had him a little spooked or something. I don't know what it was, but he was just not uh, all that great against uh, the Toronto Raptors for whatever I, reason. So the scared of dinosaurs is going to be my is going to go ahead and be my guess. That, that, <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, or Damon Stott, a fear of Damon Stott. Yeah, it's very possible. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a bit of a scary man. Right. Mighty Mouse, but he packed a lot in that little uh, little figure. So uh, April 1st, 1995 versus the Philadelphia 76ers. 12 points, 5-18 from the field, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, a game score of 3.9. Uh, the Bulls won, but only by 7 points, which uh, is not good because the Sixers will go on to lose 64 games this season. Uh, and this Sixers team, led by Jerry Stackhouse, Clarence Weatherspoon, and Vernon Maxwell, would uh, radically alter their team. Uh, just a few weeks later, uh, head coach John Lucas would be let go. Vernon Maxwell was released. And, of course, they would draft a little undersized guard by the name of Allen Iverson, which leads directly into our next game, March 13th, 1997, against the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, 23 points, 9 of 14 from the field, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, a game score of 10.9. Uh, Iverson dropped a then-career-high 37 points that night, but the most important part of the game is the infamous crossover on Michael Jordan. So here's a, a little bit of a recap, um, or at least uh, a quote from uh, Allen Iverson. After the game, said, I was going to put my move to the test to see if it was real. It had to be real if it worked against the greatest player to ever play the game. That made me feel real good. And then the uh, next day, uh, March 14th, 1997, against the Nets, uh, Jordan had 36 points on 16 and 34 shooting, eight rebounds, five assists, game score 23.8, so so good numbers. But Jordan airballed a shot late in the fourth quarter when the Bulls had a chance to tie. Xavier McDaniel hit four free throws in the final 16 seconds as the Nets uh, beat the Bulls. X-Man. Yes, X-Man uh, finally getting some revenge on Jordan for the uh, – <laughs> For the Knicks series in yes, '92, yes, yes. yes. I love all these guys coming back and getting their revenge yes. like a decade. <laughs> ah, take that, yeah, take that. I, I had no idea that uh, Xavier McDaniel actually played for the Nets. That uh, no, I have no recollection. No either. It was the first win for the Nets over a Jordan-led Bulls team since '91, a stretch of 16 games. Um, and uh, quote from uh, quote from Xavier: "He's human, you know. You don't expect that from Black Jesus, but sometimes it happens." <laughs> And uh, April 7th, 1996, against the Magic, uh, 27 points on 10 of 30 shooting, three rebounds, one assist, a game score of 12.12. Odd game as John Conkak started with Shaq coming off the bench for only the second time in his career. It was for sad reasons, though. Uh, Shaq had been in New Jersey following the death of his grandmother. He showed up to the game immediately after the funeral on Saturday night. Conkak only played 12 minutes, so just one shot, which he missed. Shaq had 21 points and nine rebounds and 33 minutes off of the uh, bench. So, um, but yeah, 10 of 30 shooting. Uh, not, yeah, I mean, 27 points, so not bad. Yeah. But yeah, 10 of 30, that's, that's, that's putting up a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It's not quite 50, but it's, it's, no, up yeah. There, yeah. It's, geez. I, I forget that that happened. <laughs> it seems like so long ago that happened, yes. but it, it, it definitely did. All right. <laughs> May of 14. 1992 uh, versus the Knicks, 21 points, 9 of 25 shooting, 4 rebounds, 8 assists, a game score of 6.8. Uh, this is game 6 of the Eastern Conference semifinals in 1992. Uh, Jordan struggles, and despite a sprained ankle, Patrick Ewing leads the Knicks uh, to a 186 victory to force a game 7. Uh, this was the first of two game 7s that the Bulls had faced in the sixth season. They won a championship. Uh, the other was the Pacers in the 1998 Eastern Conference finals. Uh, this particular series became intense with several players, uh, particularly Michael Jordan, the X-Man, again, the aforementioned X-Man, uh, Xavier McDaniel, Scottie Pippen, and Greg Anderson. 
Anthony getting into various arguments, uh, fights. This was a big brawly season. I think David Stern after this series kind of came out and was like, all right, we got to chill on these fights. This is way too much. I believe is this this is is this the year that um, who it was Jojo White and who who was the Nick guy that. They were brawling in the crowd and like Stern's like a row in front of them. And it's just like, oh, God, like this is not good. I forgot who it was, but uh, I think that happened either this year or the next year. But uh, the Bulls would eventually win uh, this series and then have a date with Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals, which they would, of course, win and then go on to win the championship against the, uh, the Portland Trailblazers in 1992. So uh, we go to uh, May 11th, 1989 versus the New York Knicks. 15 points and 17 of se- uh, 7 of 17 shooting, rather. Uh, eight rebounds, a game score of 8.4. This is the Rick Pitino-led Knicks. I did not remember this at all. Yeah. He actually that they were one of the first um, big three point shooting teams. Yeah, go they, go. Rick they, Pitino, they did yeah. a lot of pressing too. They were uh, they were an interesting team actually. Yeah, it's it's. I always think I always remember that Rick Pitino. You know, of course, the, the Boston Celtics tenure, but I always forget that he had this one. He was an uh, assistant under I believe Hubie Brown uh, for quite a years, few years after this too. So he had had success in college. You know, came here. You know went back to college ranks, had success there, went back to Boston, and then, of course, now has decided, you know what, I think I'm good on this NBA thing uh, for a while. But, yeah, it's a Rick Pitino-led Knicks squad here. Uh, the Knicks defeated the Bulls to tie the series at one apiece. The Bulls would go on to win uh, three of the next four uh, to make the Eastern Conference Finals against the Pistons, which did not do very well for them in uh, 1989. But uh, not really a particularly bad game. And, again, we're uh, we're at 21, so we're really stretching here for bad uh, Michael Jordan games. So um, move on. Uh, June 6th, 1997. Uh, we only have a few more here. Uh, June 6th, 1997 versus the Jazz. 26 points, 9 of 22, um, 4 of 10 from 3 points, uh, and 3 rebounds for a game score of 19.9, so not a bad game at all. Uh, this is Game 3 of the uh, 1997 NBA Finals. Um, Utah fans welcome their proud, uh, this is a, a game quote, uh, or a quote from the, the game report, uh, the Utah fans welcome their proud Western Conference champs with force. Uh, during the introductions of the Jazz starting lineups, the Bulls players plugged their ears due to the loud cheers and fireworks within the Delta Center. Uh, the Chicago Bulls started off the first three quarters with mediocre play, despite uh, Scottie Pippen tying a then-finals record with seven three-pointers. I was interesting, Jordan and Pippen combined for 21 three-pointers in this game, which they uh, did not do that often, um, uh, launched from three. Uh, Utah, on the other hand, uh, they, as a team, shot 14 <laughs> three-pointers. Different so, time. A uh, very different NBA that we're, uh, yeah, just completely different NBA that we're living in here. I believe John Saxton had zero three-point attempts uh, this entire game. Uh, anyway, uh, Utah, led by Carl Malone, scored, uh, he scored 37 points and had 10 rebounds. Uh, Chicago attempted a fourth-quarter comeback, cutting a 24-point deficit, uh, deficit down to seven, but uh, Utah ultimately won its first game of the series. Of course, uh, the Bulls would go on to win uh, the NBA Finals, though, and, you know, of course, get in a rematch with uh, the Utah Jazz the next year, which they would again win uh, in Jordan's final uh, game with the Chicago Bulls. So uh, last but not least, December 25th, 1991, I had to get a Christmas Day game in here. And unfortunately, he's very good on Christmas Day games. But I did find this one. Not 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 perfect, Michael. We got you here against the Celtics. 14 points, 6 of 14, uh, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. It was a game score of 14.2. So not bad. Uh, this was Jordan's second ever Christmas Day game. The first had come in 1986 versus the Knicks. But I would say the first of, of kind of that 90s era where they really established the Christmas Day game as this like must-see TV with the best team you know this is what i would consider the real era of the christmas day games but we uh we did an episode a few years back kind of recapping a lot of those christmas day games so definitely go and check that out uh, if you want to see but uh six players uh, scored in double figures for the bulls who forced the celtics into 17 turnovers for the victory uh larry bird this would be his final christmas day game uh he's limited to only eight points and eight rebounds and uh given that jordan's histrionics on christmas day um this is definitely a disappointment from an individual standpoint but it didn't really matter because the bulls won 121 to 99 so uh not a bid uh not, not a bad thing for him but uh uh there's our 23 worst games that we found of of michael jordan so I looked at uh, a slightly different uh, set of game scores than you did. I picked the 
I went from the game scores that were below 10 from 1987 through 98. So, you know, roughly the best part of his career with the Bulls. So I, I took his totals from the 23 games that were the worst. And just to see which NBA player's career it would be the most like. And it, th- there's not really a great parallel because the shooting percentage is so bad that um, there aren't a lot of players who scored at that level but had a shooting percentage that bad even in the uh, 50s. So uh, the averages are... 15.5 points per game on 17.2 shots for 35.1%. Assists, 4.4. Uh, rebounds, 5.6. Steals, 1.3. Blocks, 0.5. And turnovers, over 3.5. So the most comparable players when it comes to all those categories, there are uh, three that are, are, are pretty close. There is uh, Bob Cousy, of course, who... Um, who was notoriously a, a bad uh, field goal shooter even uh, during his time. He only shot 37% for his career, um, 18.4 points, 5.2 rebounds, 7.5 assists. Of course, the shooting percentage much, you know, uh, the average is much lower then, but even by those standards, he was still pretty low. Um, Gene Chu, who played from 55 to 64, he had 14.4 points, uh, 39%, 4.1 rebounds, 3.7 assists. But the guy who I think actually fits best is a uh, a current player, Brandon Jennings, uh, (laughs) 15.5 points. 39%, 3.1 39%, 3.1 rebounds, 5.9 assists. So the rebounds are, are are very low, and the assists are a little bit up, but everything else is pretty close. I mean, he it's 39% shooting to 35%. So it's, it's Yeah, and the point per game is exactly the same as well, right. which is, is interesting. And, and, you know, in your head, when you really think of it, too, that Brandon Jennings won kind of, it works, you know what I mean? Like, because I, I could see like the worst of Michael Jordan being Brandon Jennings, right? Like, you can almost kind of just uh, visualize that because that's kind of the player that he is. Is just like this unabashed gunner that like doesn't just quite go in like he wants it to, but he's still going to kind of shoot it. Because, like you said, it's kind of hard to do like a Bob Cousy or a Gene Shue or a lot of the other guys uh, from your Corey were guys from the fifties and sixties or whatever. Where it's, it's a completely different game, but for a modern player to be near that is it, it's pretty telling. And when we're talking about that, like you know, the ten worst <laughs> games or, or a sampling of the worst games, the game scores below ten for Michael Jordan. Um, that's you know, that's the worst of the worst. And Brandon Jennings, I don't know. That's yeah. uh, just an interesting kind of fall there. Yeah, yeah, Brandon Jennings is totally a fine player. Um, so the, the fact that Jordan's you know twenty three worst games by this measure are uh, about as good as Brandon Jennings, that does something. That says you know, oh yeah, even yeah, at his worst, like was bad. Yeah, uh, we said a little bit earlier that uh, Michael Jordan had a pretty good career. So yeah, even if you uh, are the the worst of Michael Jordan, that's not bad. Like you're still okay. Yeah. So that's not bad. Uh, Michael Jordan, not terrible. I think that's the. Uh, uh, conclusion we take away we're gonna do here yeah yeah okay all right that's that's fair i'm gonna write that down uh remember it i'm gonna do a column about that as well um all right fair enough probably have that one step back uh, as well so sounds good um so speaking of the step back we are now that is our new home we are at the step back at uh fan side it's new nba vertical which we're excited about some great stuff uh happening over the last couple weeks as the season is beginning and we've been we've been posting some new stuff hopefully you are enjoying it uh you can find us on twitter and facebook at over and back nba and we would greatly appreciate it if uh, wherever you listen to us whether it's itunes stitcher anywhere else you listen to your podcast if you could go in there leave us a nice rating even better if you have an extra second leave us a review you can just write just one sentence like hey you guys are great that's all you need to do 
and uh, we would greatly appreciate it. That helps uh, people, uh, it moves us up a little bit in those rankings and lets people know we exist and that people like us and it makes us feel good too, which I think is... Yeah, really, that's the most important part is the, the, it makes us feel better. I mean, I, I, I rest at night knowing that uh, a, a select few people in this world uh, enjoy what we do. So Yes, in, indeed. So uh, thanks everyone for listening and we'll be back again soon. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.